Welcome to Dark and Spooky, a horror podcast with your host, me, the girl next door. Are you ready for some stories today? Let's get into them. We bought an old house, my boyfriend and I. He's in charge of the new construction, converting the kitchen into the master bedroom, for instance, while I'm on wallpaper removal duty. The previous owner papered every wall and ceiling. Removing it was brutal, but oddly satisfying. The best feeling is getting a long piece, similar to your skin when you're peeling from a sunburn, and I don't know about you, but I kind of make a game of peeling it. On the hunt for the longest piece before it rips. Under a corner section of paper in every room is a person's name and date. Curiosity got the best of me one night when I googled one of the names and discovered the person was actually a missing person. The missing date matching the date under the wallpaper. The next day I made a list of all the names and the dates and sure enough each name was of a missing person with dates to match. We notified the police who naturally sent out the crime scene team and I overheard one of the techs say to the other Yeah, it's human. Human? What's human? Miss, where is the material you removed from the walls already? This isn't wallpaper you were removing. Did we like that one? How about another? Here's another one. I hate it when my brother Charlie has to go away. My parents constantly try to explain to me how sick he is, that I'm lucky for having a brain where all the chemicals flow properly to their destinations like undammed rivers. When I complain about how bored I am without a little brother to play with, they try to make me feel bad by pointing out that his boredom lightly far surpasses mine, considering his is confined to a dark room in an intuition. I always beg for them to give him one last chance. Of course, they did at first. Charlie has been back home several times, each shorter in duration than the last. Every time without fail, it starts again. The neighbourhood cats with gorged out eyes showing up in his toy chest. My dad's razors found dropped on the baby slide in the park across the street. Mum's vitamins replaced by bits of dishwasher tablets. My parents are hesitant now, using last chances sparingly. They say his disorder makes him charming, makes it easy for him to fake normalcy, and to trick the doctors who care for him into thinking he's ready to come home. That I'll just have to put up with my boredom if it means staying safe from him. I hate it when Charlie has to go away. It makes me have to pretend to be good until he's back. Are we ready for another? Have we got a little bit of a rest in? Let's go. He awoke to the huge insect-like creatures looming over his bed and screamed his lungs out. They hastily left the room and he stayed up all night shaking and wondering if it had been a dream. The next morning there was a tap on the door. Gathering his courage, he opened it to see one of them gently place a plate filled with fried breakfast on the floor, 
then retreat to a safe distance. Bewildered, he accepted the gift. The creatures chittered excitedly. This happened every day for weeks. At first he was worried they were fattening him up, but after particularly greasy breakfast left him clutching his chest from heartburn, they were replaced with fresh fruit. As well as cooking, they poured hot steamy baths for him and even tucked him in when he went to bed. It was bizarre. One night he awoke to gunshots and screaming. He raced downstairs to find a decapitated burglar being devoured by the insects. He was sickened, but disposed of the remains the best he could. He knew that they had just been protecting him. One morning the creatures wouldn't let him leave his room. He lay down, confused but trusting, as they ushered him back into bed. Whatever their motives, they weren't going to hurt him. Hours later, a burning pain spread throughout his body. It felt like his stomach was filled with razor wire. The insects chittered as he spasmed and moaned. It was only when he felt a terrible squirming feeling beneath his skin that he realised the insects hadn't been protecting him. They had been protecting their young. Ooh, that was a bit of a creepy one there. Are we ready for another? Last night, a friend rushed me out of the house to catch the opening act at a local bar's music night. After a few drinks, though, I realised my phone wasn't in my pocket. So I checked the table we were sitting at, the bar, the bathrooms, and after no luck, I used my friend's phone to call mine. After two rings, someone answered, gave out a low, raspy giggle and hung up. They didn't answer again. I eventually gave it up as a lost cause and headed home, where I found my phone laying on my nightstand, right where I left it. Are we ready for another one? Got quite a few, got a couple more left. This one's quite short, so it's fine. I began tucking him into bed and he tells me, Daddy, check for monsters under my bed. I look underneath for his amusement and see him. Another him. Under the bed, staring back at me, quivering and whispering, Daddy, there's somebody on my bed. Did we like that one? That was a bit of a creepy one. Next one. Mummy told me never to go into the basement, but I wanted to see what was making that noise. It kind of sounded like a puppy, and I wanted to see the puppy, so I opened the basement door and tiptoed down a bit. I didn't see a puppy though, but then Mummy yanked me out of the basement and yelled at me. Mummy had never yelled at me before, and it made me sad and I cried. Then Mummy gave me a cookie and it made me feel a lot better and told me never to go down there again. With that, I didn't ask her why the boy in the basement was making noises like a puppy or why he had no hands or feet. Shall we go for a last one? 
Are we ready? He had been given the watch on his 10th birthday. It was an ordinary grey plastic wristwatch in every respect, except for the fact that it was counting down. That is all the time you have left in the world, son. Use it wisely. And indeed he did. As the watch ticked away, the boy, now a man, lived life to the fullest. He climbed mountains and swam oceans. He talked, laughed, lived and loved. The man was never afraid, for he knew exactly how much time he had left. Eventually, the watch began its final countdown. The old man stood looking over everything he had done, everything he had built. Five! He shook hands with his old business partner, the man who had long been his friend and confidant. Four! His dog came and licked his hand, earning a pat on the head for its companionship. Three! He hugged his son, knowing that he had been a good father. Two! He kissed his wife on the forehead one last time. One. The old man smiled and closed his eyes. Then nothing happened. The watch beat once and turned off. The man stood there, very much alive, and you would think in that moment he would have been overjoyed. Instead, for the first time in his life, the man was scared. And that is all the stories for this episode today. So please leave any comments or anything that you like in it. Or anything, or if you've got your own to share, please don't hesitate to send them in to me. And you can send them in to me at darkandspooky13, so that's the number 13, at gmail.com. So that's darkandspooky13 at gmail.com. And we are on Facebook and Instagram as well, so you can find me over there. So if you want to share anything as well over on the pages, you can do. But until then, I'll see you on the next episode and stay spooky.